Allies is a podcast dedicated to empowering women and sharing their occasional stories in order to help you become the best version of yourself. The show covers a wide range of topics to improve your business, body, mind, and soul. So welcome to Daughters Rise. So I started listing some of the things as people were asking me, you know, what have you been through? Tell your story. What's been happening? So I started listing all of the things that, um, that I actually went through when I left New Hampshire. And I just wanted to share this list with you because it didn't still didn't stop me and I'll share why. So when I left, like I said before, in my last video, um, you know, my friend that I had spoken to every single, just about every day for years, um, you know, same time every day would, we'd speak quite a bit and have hour long conversations. He wasn't a friend anymore. Um, they were, when I was in the workplace, I found so many disrespectful women that I was amazed. I was amazed at how many people were not supportive of other women. Um, and that, you know, I've done other shows on that. That actually just drives me crazy. I, I think it's so, um, uncalled for. I mean, we've been through so much in, in our history that we have to make it worse on ourselves because the men are driving this competition. It doesn't make any sense to me, you know? And then, um, the men think that the women that are on this path to better themselves, their lives, their families, that they're either going to earn a lot of wealth or they're going to be married off or they're going to die. Well, those options didn't really work for me. You know, um, basically it really made me angry and it should you too. That's not the, the way to treat people, no matter female or male. You don't have the right to tell me where my life is going to go or how it's going to go. I'm here to live for God. I'm not here for, to live for man. And I was severely oppressed financially, and I didn't know specifically that that was happening. And I felt it was, but I didn't know specifically that it was happening until somebody actually told me that what was going on. And, uh, that's when I checked, I knew I had to check out, there was a lot of false friends. So there's these groups of people that will get together and they'll pretend to be your friend, but they're really the ones that are against you. So the people that are for you are not allowed to talk to you or they don't talk to you anymore. And, or if they do, it's very minimal, but the people that do talk to you really aren't for you. They're the ones that are against you. And they're there to try to supposedly find the good in you and to try to help you. And so it's this weird dichotomy that you're in this strange atmosphere with these people that, that really don't care about you. Um, there were death threats, literal death threats. So to my face from, you know, one, one person to another right here. Um, that happened several times, actually, when I was working, I was, uh, working in a bar and people would come in and I was trying to build a particular business. And at the same time, there was apparently another gentleman that was doing the same thing. And he, he was, um, apparently preferred <laughs> because I was told, well, 
um, there's, don't you think there's enough of those? And, you know, if you continue down that path, accidents can happen. Okay. So when that first happened, obviously I was frightened. As it continued to happen, I got angry. I know that there were gang members that were taking my trash from my apartment. I know that there were ones that towards the end came to visit me when I was having a yard sale. There were, um, there was a pastor that showed up at my apartment building and I was leaving one morning. I was going to the airport to go visit my family and he was standing in the dark, sort of in the back corner in a white paper suit, if that tells you anything. Now he's since apologized and I have said that I forgive him, but I'm telling my story. I won't share whoever it was anytime, but I want you all to know the depth that whatever this program is, whatever the incentives are for people, this doesn't work because the people that are in my position are seeing all of this. How do you expect people to succeed if they're, if they're completely oppressed and, um, completely filled with fear. It doesn't happen. A lot of people will unfortunately end their lives. I suppose that's what they expected me to do as well. Well, your insurance policy won't be cashed on me, not by my hand. I was stalked. I was followed. My car was threatened. My life was threatened. Um, various things slowly started to be taken away, you know, and as much as I was trying to do, it still was not being fruitful. I was energetically attacked. Like I had said before in the past, um, you know, problems with my speaking problems with various other things. And I fought a lot of manipulations, both at home and in the workplace. And it was terrible. It was, it was an awful path to have to travel. And I don't think anything, anybody should ever have to go through that. Um, I had things stolen from me. And like I said, people had gone through my trash, not only in my apartment, but also at work, which was a little bizarre, but, um, I lost several family members who had died during this whole period. And I was really left on my own. So I didn't have anybody to really turn to. So I had to really dig deep, dig within myself. I witnessed sex trafficking. And by the time I realized what was happening, it was a few days into it. And uh, it was the last day. It was the day that, that COVID hit the first time. And uh almost was a blessing in disguise because I don't know what I would have done had I had to go back and witness it again, because I don't know that I could have done that and not, not stepped in. It was, it was horrendous to see her eyes. I still see them. It's a hard one. 
So like I said, I had some hard walls to cross over and a lot of stress. And it was during a period of my life where the doctor had told me because I had had diagnosis with, um, you know, cancer and had gone through several surgeries and, you know, took care of all of that. But I was told not to be under stress, to, to not have a stressful life. So I was doing all I could to remove the stress, but it was just being piled on and piled on and piled on. And it just would never stop. It didn't matter whether I was going to a church. Um, you know, I, I'd gone to see a pastor, like I said, and that didn't work at all. Then I went to see a priest, uh, a couple of them actually. And I just felt like it wasn't, there was just not the answers that I was seeking. And there was not the um, understanding and comfort that you would think that you would get in that particular situation, you know, and it just was very odd. Then, um, you know, during that period, I, I was actually thrown into menopause because they put me on a medication to, um, remove the estrogen from my body. Now, without telling my entire medical history to people, People didn't understand why it was taking me so long to want to do this naturally to get over menopause and all the symptoms that go along with that. And they, I, this woman says to me one day, this coworker says to me, well, why don't you just go on, on estrogen? Okay, well, that's because they have me on medication to take that out of my body. So I'm not going to go on a pharmaceutical cocktail to suit other people. That's not going to happen. You know, you, when you pass a judgment on people, you really must get the whole story before you start, um, before you start opening up to judge. And I suffered severely from brain fog, from the menopausal symptoms, from the medication that I, that they had had me on to remove the estrogen from my body. And so I was trying desperately to get that, that sense of self back and to be able to think straight and to move in the world the way that I always did. And, um, it was extremely difficult, but I did get there. I did. And I did it all naturally, but it took a couple of years for me to do that. And it was a lot of battles. It was a lot of ups and downs, but I absolutely, um, was successful in that. And even during that period of time, I was exercising and doing a lot. And I actually had lost 60 pounds. And you know, what's really funny is that the people that I was listening to, and, and a lot of these folks were not just the women. I'm focused a little bit on that. A lot of them were men. They were male coaches, right? That I was going to see and, and trying to gain information from. One of them had the audacity to actually say to me that I was a loser because I didn't lose more weight during menopause on an estrogen blocker, trying to do this all naturally, I was a loser. <laughs> Life was fun during this period, let me tell you. So the thing is though, I was strong. I wasn't ready for what I went through. Not at all. I wasn't prepared. I didn't ask for it. I was thrown into all of this. I was not ready by far. It basically brought me to my knees. 
The thing is, is that I was super headstrong, super headstrong. I mean, that's how I was successful in, in my career. And, you know, in my thirties, I'm running companies. And so when that happens and you, no matter where I turned, I couldn't find that comfort that I was looking for. I couldn't find that, um, that peace of mind anywhere. And there was a lot of negativity, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration on my part, trying to do things and not seeing any, any fruit from it at all. Um, it, it really got to you, right? It got to me and I think it would get to anybody, but like I said, thank God that, <laughs> thank God that I was as headstrong as I was, but it did affect me, you know, initially for, well, not even initially for quite some time going through all of this and listening to the threats and, you know, witnessing some of the things that I was witnessing, it was, um, you know, it, it starts to make you question where you fit in, like what is happening in this, in, in what was now my world, what was happening in my world and how could I, how could I change this? How could I get out of this? And how can I repair not only myself physically, but, and continue to, to thrive, and continue to get better and to become healthier and to become a better version of myself, but also to, um, to find that value in my life and to find, you know, my worth. But what I found was that my Judases, every one of them, um, they, they really wired me for self-protection. You know, I was pretty wired for that anyway. I was taught that at a very young age, but, um, this brought it to a whole, whole new level. And I knew that I wasn't playing on a normal ball field, right? I couldn't just go out and bat a bunch of heads off and think everything was going to be fine. That wasn't going to happen. I knew that. I couldn't react the way that I normally would years ago. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have walked in and, and busted some people up. I couldn't do that. That wasn't going to, that wasn't going to serve me. It wasn't going to change the fact that 20 other people behind them were going to be problems. It just wasn't going to happen. So I had to find a way within myself to deal with the situations that were at hand. And I did. So I think if you're ever going through something like this, I would say that number one, you really need to need to really control your emotions, but it's not just a control of your emotions. It's an acceptance of the fact of what is, right? Whether you like it or not, this is what is happening. And it's horrendous. It's not good behavior. Whatever this is needs to change. Um, but it's also something that you have to realize that it is what it is in your life. You cannot, you cannot change all of these factors. They've been, it's, it's been set right? And you are the pawn in the middle of this chaotic scheme and you just have to learn how to deal with it all. And the best way to do that is to, to really just focus on yourself for one, not others. So I think when we get in a situation when we're really angry at something, we're, we're focusing on the thing that's the problem and we're focusing on maybe the person that's the problem. And when we can remove ourselves from that and we just say, I'm not going to consider that, I'm not going to think about that. And I'm not saying that you never think about it because trust me, I 
would get in my car and I would cry every single time I got in my car. It was, it was an awful time. But at the same time, I had a mission and I knew that nothing was going to stop me. And so, you know, when you're looking to survive, you, you make the changes that you need to make. And like I said, number one, you need to remove the emotion from it. Realize that whatever's happening is happening for your best interest, whether it feels like that or not. And it doesn't feel like it. It feels like your whole world is crashing in. You know, the devil likes to steal, kill and destroy. And he does. He absolutely does. He's very good at it. But the only way that you can combat that is to show up genuinely. You know, what I learned from teachings of Jesus, actually, um, and I wasn't, I was not raised on the Bible. So I was raised Catholic, which is, you would think that we would be raised on the Bible. I was not. Neither here nor there. <laughs> what, what I did learn when I started to read the Bible was that, you know, Jesus tells us that we need to, to, um, uh, hold on. Okay. So what, what Jesus said actually, and I wrote all this down is, um, the kingdom of God is within you. So seek that first, you know, and that to me also meant that I had to, I had to keep that in my mind as well. So how I showed up, um, physically and how I, how I appear to people is also how I am in my mind. I have, I think probably back in my, probably my mid thirties, it dawned on me that I was living a, a dual life. And it was super important to me not to do that. And, you know, Jesus says, if your eye be single, your body will be filled with light. And so it's important to live that single eyed life, not to live a duality, um, not to be showing up one way and then thinking something else, because that's only going to cause you problems. Trust me. And it's not, it's not healthy for you either. It's not a good way to, to be. It decays your body. You know, you need to be genuine. So, and he also said, take no thought. So in, in situations where you are finding yourself to be negative or you feel like things are not going the way that you want them to go, or the relationship is causing you some tension, try to have no thought at all. And then go out for a walk, go do something, bring that positivity back into your body. Um, because you don't, like I said, you don't want to show up one way and think something completely different. It's not the way to be. And it's not the way to overcome all of this fear either, because, you know, you can't fight back it. It's not, that's not going to do you a whole lot of good. Um, not to that level anyway. And then he also said, um, you know, you, you take away the key of knowledge because you don't enter within yourself. And I thought that that was super um, interesting in situations like this, when there's a lot of fear, when you have a lot of frustrations and you're not really sure where to turn. His words are, are powerful. You know, and then I also learned that my words were powerful. And I shared that the in another show that I did, literally realized that my words had power and that when I use my words and I use them properly and 
without harm meant to others, that amazing things can happen and they have. So I would encourage you that if you're going through a tough situation and you're trying to turn things around, just release the, um, release the fight, get your emotions in order, start to find the positivity and look for the blessings and be thankful for those because they are, they are there. They're not, maybe not a lot, but they're there. And, um, you know, and you want to also make sure not to have that, that duality going on in your body because number one, it's not healthy for you. And number two, people can sense it. They will know, um, especially nowadays. So I would say, just make sure you show up in gratitude and positivity in all situations and walk with, um, walk with Jesus. You know, he's there as our guide to help give us he, he wrote you know he and god wrote a book <laughs> that we can use to help guide us through these things and and it helps it does help it gives us a great way to um maneuver through some of what the devil is trying to do in this world so i wish you luck i you know i'll continue to share I don't know how much more I can tell you, but well, probably a lot more. There's a lot more. <laughs> God's done a, a, amazing things in my life. And, and I want to share all that with you as well. But I figured I'd start with the, the craziness first and take you back to where I actually was in the beginning. And, um, you know, having lost all my family members and feeling completely alone, you know, um, and listening to what I thought was just the evil people in my life, um, you know, pitting friends and family against one another and against me and just causing this unbelievable chaos. It, um, you know, and then also coworkers who were in on this whole thing. I would just say to you that if you are going through this, you can, you can get through it. It, you're going to be okay might change and that's okay too. You know, God wants us to put our emotions aside. God wants us to be, um, thinkers, not feelers. So I encourage you to do that and to, you know, put those emotions aside, like I said, and, and, um, release, release the negativity. You don't have to speak it out. You don't, you know, putting posts on, on Facebook of, you know, all the anger and the frustration and all of this, it's not going to do anybody any good. It's not, it's, it's only going to breed more of that negativity and we really need, and we really want more positivity in this world. I mean, you see what's going on in the world, right? So everything's fear-based. So if we act on that, it just brings more of it. So I know I don't want that. That's why it was hard for me because I, I knew that in the beginning, you know, I knew that whatever I talked about was going to be, I didn't want more fear, not in my life or in anybody else's. And I don't like to talk about, you know, negative things either. I wasn't raised that way. You know, if you had negative things, you just kept it to yourself. You didn't, you didn't really talk too much about it, but here I am. So you probably won't hear me talk a whole lot more about it, but I just figured people keep asking me and, um, what I went through and that's it. And it's been, like I said, a crazy ride. And, um, 
I'm kind of grateful for it though, because it's taken me to where I'm at now and I love it, you know, and I can share stories in the future of what God has actually done in my life. That has been amazing, you know, healing and blessings that could only have come from him, from the prayers. So, you know, anyway, I hope that helps and, you know, good luck because it's tough out here right now. It's not an easy, it's not an easy role. It's not an easy path, but you can make it and don't give up. Do not give up. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please like and follow Daughters Rise and share the show with someone you know who could benefit from listening too.